As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah, I think AI is going to have a significant impact on how we search for information, and we really need to pay attention to that. But I think that there's a specifically human element that these sorts of things are missing, right? So for instance, if I'm looking for a backpack and I'm searching reviews on backpacks, I want reviews from real people with real experiences using those bags. I can't see how AI could ever provide what I'm looking for in that respect. Welcome to the Brands at Book Show, where we help creative service-based businesses build their brands and find more clients. I'm your host, Davey Jones. You've probably heard about it recently in the news, but ChatGPT and other artificial intelligence tools have been making headlines. This has led many to wonder what these sorts of tools are going to do to the creator economy and how they're going to impact creative fields like copywriting and design. Today, we're explaining what these tools are, why they matter, how businesses should respond, and what we think this means going forward. As always, links and resources can be found in the show notes. Check them out over at davyandkrista.com. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review over at Apple Podcasts. All right, a big thanks to Basecamp, the project management platform, for sponsoring this episode. Imagine working with your team on a project and you're trying to do everything over email. Things seem to work well enough at the beginning, but once you start adding more than a couple people or sharing more than a couple files, the entire project becomes disorganized. Managing projects is tough enough. It's a struggle to juggle people, work, and expectations under pressure. Problem is, many project management platforms make it even harder by overcomplicating things, leading teams to abandon tools when the promise fades and frustration sets in. That's when teams turn to Basecamp. Famously straightforward and effective, teams stick with it and projects thrive on it. Basecamp makes collaborating on projects easy without having to waste time. Teams that use Basecamp send less emails and have fewer meetings. If you are struggling with projects, sign up for Basecamp. Their pricing is simple and they give you all their features in a single plan, no upsells, no upgrades. Go to Basecamp.com forward slash Davy and Krista and try Basecamp for free. No credit card required and cancel anytime. Now, on to the episode. All right, last episode of the year. We're sneaking this one in just because this topic has been uh, top of mind for a lot of people because a tool called ChatGPT has made the news. And if you don't know what ChatGPT is, it's a artificial intelligence chatbot 
And the reason that it's made the news is because it is scary good. So one of the reasons that a lot of people in uh, our industry have been talking about it, a lot of people in the business world have been talking about it, is because of, of you know what this potentially means for knowledge workers, what it potentially means for you know people like in creative fields like copywriting. And we reference this back in the episode that I recorded with Ashlyn Carter, you know, talking about are these AI tools going to replace copywriters? Spoiler, I don't think they are, all right? But I think this is definitely a trend that we want to pay attention to for a lot of reasons. So in this episode today, it might be a little bit of a shorter episode. We're really just going to kind of cover, you know, the basics around ChatGPT and some of these artificial intelligence tools and what it means for business. But basically what I want to talk about is what is ChatGPT? Um, what are some of these other um, AI tools out there? Uh, why do these things matter? How should businesses respond and then, you know, what do we think this means for businesses going forward? So those are really the things that I want to talk about in today's episode. Let's start off by talking about what is ChatGPT, and then are there other platforms besides ChatGPT? Because I think you've showed me a few now. Yeah, absolutely. And so I'm going to name one other platform that I think maybe people might be familiar with. They do a lot of advertising. So if you're in business, you may have seen one of their ads, and that's Jasper. Basically, it's an AI writing tool. So it's going to help you create written content. And this is one of the tools that we've referenced in other episodes as well. Again, it came up with the in the conversation with Ashlyn. And, you know, I would say one of the contexts in which it has come up a lot recently is in the context of Google's recent updates, you know, to their search algorithm. Basically, the impact that those updates have had on content that's completely generated by artificial intelligence. And we put out a podcast episode a couple months ago about this, so we can link to that in our show notes. And so basically the gist is you can put prompts into these tools and what it will do is spit out, you know, content for you. In the case of, of Jasper, you know, you can get full blog posts and you know, sales copy and, and whatnot written by these tools. Does chat GPT do that as well? Well, chat GPT is a little bit different. We'll get to that in just a second here. So basically some businesses have been taking the content that's produced by these AI tools and they've just been publishing to their website, no editing, nothing. Right. And the idea is you can create a lot of content fast targeting a lot of different searches. So, you know, the idea is you're trying to rank for as many searches as possible, get as much search visibility as possible. And, you know, some of Google's recent updates have targeted that kind of content, right? They really want, you know, especially if you're reviewing, you know, products and things like that, people to, who have had real experience with these products, and they're trying to fight back a little against people who are just kind of, you know, for lack of a better way to put it, just creating a ton of content at scale just to kind of game the search results. Like maybe to sell a certain product or to rank for a certain topic, right? Yeah. Like, you know, you're creating a content site and you want to, you have a lot of different topics you want to write about. Well, now you can do that in, you know, a blink of an eye uh, with some of these tools. So ChatGPT has made the news recently because it is a chatbot that uses artificial intelligence that you can have human-like conversations with people, right? And so you can you know, ask this chatbot a question and it's going to respond like, like human would. Mm -hmm. And it's really good. <laughs> you know, did you ever do that on AOL instant messenger in like 20 years ago, however long oh, ago it gosh. was, 
Yeah, they were definitely chat bots. dating ourselves. <laughs> you know, I don't remember the chat bot. I mean, I used AIM, but I don't remember the chat bots. They on were definitely, it reminds me a bit of that, but I'm guessing that chat GPT is probably more advanced and more accurate than these like AIM bots. Were. Yeah, I don't even remember what they were, so I don't have any personal <laughs> experience with that, but I would say they are probably a thousand times better, you know, a million times better. I mean, and that's why it's in the news because I think for the first time we're hitting this place in uh, artificial intelligence development where people are like, oh, wow, that is, that's kind of scary good. In your testing, do you feel like it's accurate with the questions you've answered it? Yeah, that's a good question. So, you know, just an example here, you know, I went into ChatGPT here and we'll link to where you can access ChatGPT. And so you can go play around with it yourself. But, you know, I just asked, you know, who was Augustine? And it spat out a response. Augustine Hippo, also known as St. Augustine, was a Christian theologian and yada, 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 yada. And during uh, that response, it mentions one of his writings, which is City of God. And so I said, oh, tell me more about City of God. And it goes on. The City of God is a philosophical and theological treatise written by Augustine Hippo and, you know, yada, 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 yada. As a follow-up to that question, I said, what was his, or was that his most popular work? And it went on and said, you know, the city of God is one of Augustine's most famous and influential works, but it's not necessarily his most popular. And it continues with the answer. But what's interesting, right, about this conversation is it does sound very human-like. It's not like a Google search where I might type in, you know, St. Augustine and then get a bunch of results. And then in those results, learn that he wrote city of God and then have to go back to the search results and then type in, you know, city of God summary or something like that. Like I'm having a conversation, I can say, oh, was that his most popular work? And so this AI chatbot knows that I'm referring, you know, his refers to Augustine and, you know, most popular work. Like what I'm referring to is the city of God. So do you feel like it's a good research tool? Like, is that what you think the primary purpose of it is? I guess we'll get there in our discussion of how it can be used for business. Mm -hmm. But I would say that like, in my experience so far, and it's been pretty limited, I've only been playing around with ChatGPT in particular for, you know, I guess maybe the last couple of weeks. I can't remember, you know, when I first saw it in the news and started uh, fooling around with it. But in my experience, most of the answers it gives you when it has to deal with like factual stuff, you know, dates, things like that, are factually correct. They're at least accurate. So, you know, I could definitely see it being an easy way to get answers to questions maybe even faster than something like Google. So what kind of an impact do you think it's going to have on small business owners? You know, at least raises questions about the impact that AI is going to have on knowledge workers and creative fields. One of the big conversations has been around image generation. I showed you another AI tool called Stable Diffusion. So this is another one that you can go and play around with for free. But basically, you can give it a prompt. So for instance, like let's say I'm writing an article on Google and I need a quick image, you know, created for that article. I could say, you know, design me an image about Google in the style of Van, Van Gogh. Go is you what know. you like showed me testing wise. Yeah, or something like that, right? And in seconds, it's going to come up with an image in that style. Like what does this mean for you know, the demand for graphic designers. Well, you know, like we if, did test some other things and they weren't as strong of images. Yeah, yeah. They weren't as strong as images for sure. But it does, I mean, you have to remember too that these things are only going to get better. So I think the question naturally goes to, okay, well, if I was a small business and I maybe had a graphic designer on retainer because I needed certain images each month for blog posts or whatever, you know, does this replace the need for that, Right. I think ultimately the answer is probably no. I think it's definitely going to have an impact. And it is kind of nice, you know, like the other day, you know, I wanted an icon for something or other, right? And so I went to Stable Diffusion just for fun. And I was like, create an icon that represents, I forget what I said, 
email marketing or something like that, right? And all of a sudden, I had four different icons that represented email marketing. They weren't on brand. <laughs> no, and so I didn't use any of them. And that's the hard part, right? Is like, you know, you're not going to get maybe exactly what you want. You know, you're not going to get something that's necessarily on brand. But what's interesting about it is it gives you ideas for what you could create, right? And so, you know, I've done the same thing for headlines recently as well. Like you can go to chat GPT and you can type in something along the lines of, you know, write 10 funny headlines about email marketing. And you're going to get 10 headlines about email marketing. Whether they're funny or not, I'll leave that up to you. But it does try, right? And so some of them might be funny. And I really haven't found that I use a lot of the stuff that these tools create. But it definitely has helped in narrowing down on or zeroing in rather on ideas. Okay. So you feel like that's going to be its biggest benefit, at least right now, for business owners, like maybe helping unstuck an idea. Yeah, for sure. I think it definitely helps in the idea generation process. I mean, especially, you know, helping run an ad agency, like, you know, to be able to go in this tool and generate 50 headline ideas in a matter of seconds. Yeah. So they might not be as good as the ones you ultimately think of on your own, but they definitely help you maybe get to a place faster in the brainstorming process than you would have otherwise. I think the danger here too is that it can it can lead to a kind of laziness, right? But point being is I still think it does help in kind of the brainstorming process. Do you feel like there is more benefit for people if they're going to experiment with this using chat GPT over Jasper? Would you say like they could test both. One of the primary differences between uh, ChatGPT and Jasper is that ChatGPT is just like kind of this open AI, you know, basically anybody right now can go to ChatGPT or openai.com, I think is where it is. Yeah, openai.com, create an account and start playing around with this tool for free, right? Its purpose is not to be monetized for any particular use right now, you know, or like business use right now. It might be monetized at some point. There might, you know, be a paywall. It might be behind a paywall at some point. At this point, it's not. Whereas Jasper is a tool that's specifically created for businesses that utilizes AI technology to help businesses generate content quickly. And is that still free? No, 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 no. Jasper AI, last time I checked, I mean, it's not, you know, I'll, I'll include a link to it and people can check it out on its own, but I don't remember it being cheap. I guess I'll say that much. But that tool was specifically created as a business tool. You know, it has all sorts of use cases, whether you want to get, to get, write blog posts more quickly, write, you know, sales copy, write ad copy, you know, I think uh, you could use Jasper for all of those different things. As like an idea starting point again. Yeah. I mean, in my experience, I follow uh, copywriters who have posted about, you know, some of the AI tools that they've used. Not one of them is like, oh yeah, I just let this do the work and I don't touch it. You know, you're going to have to go back and refine it. You know, you might use it as a starting point. You might use it as to generate ideas or to get you going. Whatever is produced is going to be edited. Are there things that people need to be wary of when using it? Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, maybe if we back up a little bit and just talk about how businesses should respond for a minute. One, I would encourage people to go and experiment with ChatGPT or at least or similar technology. I think what's clear is that this technology isn't going anywhere. We're going to see an explosion of AI tools for businesses. There's a lot of tools that we use, whether we realize it or not, that utilize uh, AI technology. You know, Google, for instance, you know, I'm sure that they use machine learning and AI in, you know, how they generate search results, you know, whether people realize it or not, this technology is already in use. So becoming familiar with it will help you. You know, I think at the very least, 
It just keeps you current on trends, but it also might help you refine your own workflow in certain areas. You know, I certainly found that it helps us in our content creation workflow, but then it also might help you, like if you're trying to maybe figure out how you can tap into this industry, how you might be able to use it in the future. The second thing, I guess, you know, it ties into the first is just to use it. Use it to see if it can help you generate ideas. It can be especially useful, like I said, for things like headlines. One fun thing too, especially for complicated subjects, you can ask it to explain whatever it is as if you're explaining it to a five-year-old. That's really interesting. What terms have you tested it with? Oh, you know, even in just preparing for this podcast, you know, for instance, I asked ChatGPT what ChatGPT is, right? And it gave me a very technical response. Did you ask it to explain it like you're explaining it to a five-year-old? How would you explain ChatGPT to a five-year-old? And this is this is legitimately what it says. ChatGPT is a computer program that you can have a conversation with. It can understand what you say and respond with appropriate answers. It uses artificial intelligence, which means it can learn and become smarter over time. ChatGPT can talk about a wide range of topics and can even make jokes and play games with you. It's like having a very smart friend who you can talk to anytime you want. I feel like a five-year-old because I understand that so much better than <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, it's what, what's interesting, just to compare it to its original response here, ChatGPT is a chatbot that uses a type of artificial intelligence called GPT, short for Generative Pre-Training Transformer. It is a program that can have conversations with humans by understanding the words and phrases we use and responding with appropriate answers. ChatGPT is trained on a large data set of text and is able to generate human-like responses to a variety of input. It can answer questions, engage in discussions, and even make jokes and play games. ChatGPT is designed to have conversations about a wide range of topics and it can learn and become more sophisticated over time as it is exposed to more data. So that's not super complicated. All that much. Yeah, yeah. That's not a super complicated uh, explanation itself. But anyways, it is interesting, you know, to be able to do that. Maybe you ask it about a complex subject and then have it break it down for you. You know, this brings me to point number three, though, being weary of relying on it too heavily, right? Like it is not an infallible source of knowledge. People have already posted plenty of examples where it's asked a question and ChatGPT has got that question wrong. Have you stumbled across incorrect answers in your research yet? (laughs) Yeah, in random stuff, just in typing in, have found, oh, that's not quite right. You know, is this more less on facts or more on like opinions or I think by definition, opinion can't necessarily be wrong, but some factual information has been incorrect. So that is something to be aware of. I haven't seen personally an example where it's been like way out there, you know, like if you were a high school student and you were just trying to use this to get by, I'd be like, don't, (laughs) you know, not only because it's not morally right to do, but also because one, like factually it has been off. And two, there are AI detectors out there now. So I was talking to one of my friends who is an English professor for a local college. And, you know, he said already there are AI detectors out there that he's tested them and apparently they're really accurate. And this is probably why, you know, Google, for instance, can guess whether something has been generated mostly by AI or not. So even for your content, I wouldn't recommend just slamming your blogs with a bunch of uh, articles written by AI. I'd still make sure there's a human component to it, even if that's what gets you started or even if that's what you use to get your general structure. So what do you think that this means for our businesses going forward? Yeah, that's a good question. Who knows? You know, I've watched uh, a number of videos on this, again, just because this is a subject that I like to nerd out a bit 
on, you know? Uh, so I've watched a bunch of YouTube videos on it. I've tried to keep up with the news around it. And there's a lot of people, I think, especially in the SEO world who have said, oh, this is going to, this is going to change SEO or this is what's going to end Google or, you know, whatever. I'm not quite as sure that's the case. You so know? how would it change SEO? Because people use it to write their copy for them on their website. Yeah. It just changes like how maybe like we search for things, you know, again, just going back to, I think the example I used towards the beginning of the episode where, you know, comparing the conversation I had with chat GPT uh, around a given topic, you know, how I would search for that same information on Google, right? There's more steps involved with Google and I'm not getting as concise of an answer, right? Because I still have to then filter through all the results. So anyways, I think in general, I am not as skeptical that this is going to be like, oh, you know, this is going to like tomorrow copywriters are not going to have jobs and, you know, whatnot. Like, I don't think that's necessarily going to be the case. I'll talk more about that in a second here. I wouldn't consider myself like a doomsdayer either. I can definitely see sort of this dystopian impact that AI could have on the world. Like, I'm not particularly excited <laughs> about artificial intelligence on that level. But in general, I don't think people should be feeling a lot of anxiety about this right now. You know, I think that there is right now and always will be a specifically human element that are missing from these sorts of things. For instance, going back to that question about content websites and whether content websites will just even exist in the future. Well, you know, like if I'm looking for backpack reviews, I want reviews from a real person with real experience wearing that bag right? Like I'm not going to get that information from some AI chatbot, which can never wear that bag, right? So I can't see how AI in that instance could ever provide what I'm looking for in that respect, right? And just, you know, I don't know about others, but I, I would assume that this is going to be true of others too. Like I'm going to trust a person and a person's experience over what an AI tool is going to tell me, right? And that's true of so many different things not just backpacks. Yeah. You think of like courses and education and all of like the information there is out there. It's hard to believe that AI could ever replace, you know, what you teach about SEO or what Caitlin James teaches about photography and all of those things. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think beyond that, AI is going to change things. Like it's going to be useful. Maybe so going back to the backpack uh, example. So I'm researching backpacks. I'm watching my favorite YouTube uh, channel that reviews bags. All right. And I, and it narrows down maybe two or three that I want to purchase. Mm -hmm. Well, AI could be really helpful in finding the best deal on that bag, mm -hmm. you know? So maybe there's an AI tool out there that helps aggregate a list of places where I can purchase this bag and, you know, also can filter through a number of different, I don't know. Like coupons or offers, like yeah. like honey kind of. Yeah, I guess, you know, like honey kind of. But point being is like it can aggregate a list of stores, which I can buy from, or it can help filter through large amounts of information quickly so that I can find, you know, the exact bags that I'm looking for that have certain various features. But at the end of the day, I'm going to go back to a person to tell me how that bag actually feels and their experience with it on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah. So, you know, I think at this point, if people are having like serious anxiety about it, I don't think they should. I think that the people who make best use of these tools are already the people that are most talented in those fields, you know? So like continue getting better at your craft and doing what you do, you know? And this is just a tool to help you maybe get results a little bit faster, you know, or maybe get your project done a little bit quicker. 
right? You know, or it's not going to be able to replace your experience, I think. Yeah. And then I think it's just good to pay attention to, you know, make sure that your website is using technical best practices. I mean, we see this in search engine optimization, right? Like with schema markup on websites. And we talk about this in our SEO course and now I won't get into schema markup here, but like schema markup makes it easy for search engines to understand different elements and information on your website, you know? So it's why like for certain search results, a list of products is going to appear at the top and you can use, you know, Google shopping, right? It's why if you are like, you know, type in the name of a movie theater into Google, right? It's going to automatically show you like show times and titles that are playing, right? Schema markup makes that stuff easily understood by search engines. And so it can show it in the search results. You know, as technology develops, especially around AI, see how you can incorporate stuff that plays well with your site, you know, pay attention to those things. And just be flexible, you know? I don't think that there's anything for people to certainly have anxiety about right now, but I think it's wise to kind of understand how these things work. And definitely go test it for yourself. Ask it some questions. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Any other questions before we get... I don't think so. Shut it down here? Yeah, well, we hope you found this helpful. Again, if you have questions about this episode, feel free to ask them because this is a topic that's very interesting to me. Like I said, I already used some tools that incorporate some sort of AI that help with our content workflow. You probably do too. You know, for instance, Rank Math has different AI features in it. I use another tool called Surfer SEO that I like that has AI features in it. So you'd be surprised probably at the amount of tools that you currently use that already have some sort of AI features in them. But if you have questions, send them in, send us a DM on Instagram, comment on the show notes. We will hopefully record more episodes about this in the future. Yeah, thanks for joining us guys. Happy New Year. Thanks for tuning in to the Brands That Book Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review in iTunes. For show notes and other resources, head on over to DeviantCrista.com.